Okay. Going live. You're live. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference from last week. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of this week's Gig News, the Gig 2 podcast starring me, Chad Giaconos, my co-host, Hannibal is Hungry up in Brooklyn. How you doing, man? What's going on? What's going on? We're trying to think of nicknames for ourselves. I thought, uh, so far, here's all I got is, he's the hair, I'm the chair. <laughs> You're the chair? Yeah, because I got the chair. I don't know. Uh, we're or, still working on it. Yeah. Um, you guys still got a cool shirt. Yeah. I, I, You know, I should get this printed on white, but, you know, white shirt. I just go through white shirts like paper towels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so it's funny cause last week was pretty dead, but this week there's a lot to talk about. This might be a two hour show. I don't know. Yeah. Things are moving quickly too. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Well, before we get into the news, I like to, we started, I'm hoping to start a tradition, which uh, last week was the first week we did. I'm going to try to keep doing this every week, but I want to open the show with each of us talking about our most memorable, funny, scary, crazy interesting most interesting delivery or you know something that happened to you this week on in the course of work so i'll let you go first okay so i'll be honest right now i did not do much gig work well no i'll take it back I haven't done much food delivery so last week uh, uh past week i've been taking care of a lot of dogs everyone is trying to go on vacation everyone is trying to leave this wherever they've been wherever they live they want to go out they want to go and they want to visit family or whatever so um, i have a few dogs in my house and one dog in particular his name is aries he's a german shepherd and Mm he actually i should never put his name out but doesn't matter he is the worst dog i ever had in my life (laughs) he is so annoying he is barking at everything like he is such a neurotic dog to a point where i didn't i couldn't leave to, to, to try to dash or do anything like he need to be like pressed against me at all times so it's luckily i'm even down here because if i would have tried to do this in my house he would not let me do it like anytime someone comes by the door he is howling and barking sweet boy but oh, he's like he's i wouldn't say he's the one the worst but god he's annoying he leaves tomorrow thank god so i'll be able to actually do other things other than just watch him but uh, that's just, you know, deal, you know, when you deal with dogs, some dogs are super cool and then some dogs just need a lot more attention, a lot more love, as they say. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing for the last six days. Cool. What kind of dog or what kind of breed is it or what? German Shepherd. Okay. That's, that's weird. Cause usually I thought like that was kind of more of an independent. It, it, this this breed, one is, you, know? you could, you could tell that he's been spoiled, been <laughs> sheltered a little bit. So yeah, that's, that's what's probably happening. But, uh, he leaves tomorrow morning and that will be my vacation. That'll be my weekend starting tomorrow. Oops. All right. Well, my most interesting story of the week so what I planned on doing, I was going to do another Grub Dash Eats. Or actually, well, no, I was going to do, I was just going to work DoorDash Friday Friday night and then Saturday, Sunday during the lunch and dinner rushes using mm-hmm. Para, of course, and being like, how much can I make doing just Damn DoorDash? Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Actually, that's not even what I'm about to say. So uh, there's a Wingstop 
about two miles down the road from me. Nice. And I haven't been there in a long time. So, like, on Friday night, the first Wingstop order comes in, and it's pretty decent. And I was was shooting a, a ride-along vlog, so but it's all deleted now. But anyway, so what I was saying, I was talking to the camera, and I'm like, you know, I haven't I haven't gone to Wingstop in, like, feels like forever, like almost a year. Um, I think, I don't think I've been there. No, I, I definitely been there post COVID, but I just remember yeah. like the last time I was there, just totally dead. And so I go there, I get an order. It's pretty decent. And I'm like, every time I go to Wingstop, it's always like a 15, 20 minute wait. I'm like, maybe they've, cause a lot of restaurants have, who used to be slow are actually on point now. Mm-hmm. So I go to Wingstop and of course they got all the chairs on the tables and there's actually a few people in there. And I walk in and I say, mm-hmm. hey, I got a DoorDash for whoever. And they have like a, it looks like you're like signing in to like Raytheon or something. You know, they got like this visitor book you're supposed <laughs> to sign in. And then they say, oh, when you leave, let me bring this picture up here. They said, before you leave, call this number. So I'd actually had to take a picture of this. Mm-hmm. I, I know Hannibal can't see my screen, but. No. So no, there's really. a picture of a handwritten note that they just taped to the wall, you know, with the Sharpie. It says, attention dashers, call this number before leaving. And uh, then the girl tries to hand me two empty cups, and she's like, one got Coke and one got Sprite. And that was kind of like a last strike for me. And, oh, and, and actually before that, I like she said, oh, yeah, that person, uh, they're going to be about 20 minutes. And then she hands me the cups, and I just, I just shake my head, nope. And I just, I walk out and cancel the order. I'm just like, fuck that. That is, that's not even, that's like, that's like four strikes. You got the sign-in sheet, which eh, it's all right, but having a call before you leave and fill the drinks and a 20 minute wait. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Wingstop. Uh, All the times that I had to take a a Wingstop order, I'm waiting a long time. Or will they'll do sometimes, and this part of one time I almost uh, spilled and dropped everything. They put too much stuff in the bags. It's a lot of heat and a lot of, like, I don't know, a lot of heat and whatever and steam that just gets the bags mm-hmm. wet. I remember one time just carrying all this outside of the store and almost dropped everything because things were, the bags were breaking apart. As I'm like, they try to put this sticker, you know, that seal sticker. The sticker right. never sticks right. on the, the bags properly. So, like, I, I'm not a big fan of Wingstop. I haven't even, I don't think I've even tried to eat. Is the food good? Ever, ever had Wingstop food? I mean, like, I it must be good because my phone was blowing up with just all Wings. I must have got like 10 Wingstop orders in a row. I just kept declining yeah. them all. I just had to just floor it heading to the other side of town. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near this store. <laughs> Like a Walmart, they gotta just gotta drive as far away as possible. You know, it's weird. I haven't got a Walmart order on DoorDash, and I can't even remember like spring mm. or winter. Oh, it's lucky. been a long time. Oh, mm. I should. We should give a shout out to. The, we got people in the chat already. Pedro, Middleton Technologies, Pedro. John McCallion, Pedro again, I Rivas. Hello, do you own a dog? I don't own a dog. Do you actually yeah, own a do. dog, or are you just babysit dogs? Yeah, I got I got a um mm-hmm. his name is Riley. He's a mix. I got him from the shelter. He's like um like 40, 50 pounds mm-hmm. uh retriever mix dog. I'll put a picture up eventually. Yeah. Cool. And I got a cat too. Somebody said uh uh let's talk para R I P para. So Is it para or para? What what what's the uh, dealer's choice, however you want to pronounce it, I guess, but okay. I think yeah, it's, it's something if you say para, it sounds like it would be spelled 
P-A-I-R-A. Like, I got a mm. pair of dice. Yeah. I got a pair <laughs> of twos. I got a... Actually, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I guess we, we could start with that. Or, like, the whole show could be about that. I know. So, and uh, getting back to what I was saying is that my plan was to do a ride-along vlog of the whole weekend just doing DoorDash and Para. And I noticed... Um, so I'll bring the picture up right here. So what I was doing is I was taking screenshots of every order and on iPhone, like you can draw right on the screen. So I like I got this I got one in for seven eleven. It was only two miles, it was paying six fifty, one item, and like the store and the customer right around the corner from me was so it came in, Paris said total six fifty, tip four dollars. And I'm like, Alright, that's not bad. So I know I'm not knocked this out in like fifteen minutes, maybe twenty tops. And then the delivery complete screen shows up and it says total nine fifty. So there was a seven dollar tip, not a four dollar tip. And right. then there was I, there was another example of that. Um, a, a, a local Mexican restaurant. It came in at ten seventy five. Mm-hmm. Three items, six and a half miles. Which it sounds far, but it was going basically not to my house, but it was. Going pretty close. I was trying to get home. So right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get paid to go home. I don't mind. 1075, it turned out to be 1150. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a, a not a complaint, but, well, yeah, I guess you could say a complaint. A lot of what the I mean, cynics yeah, cause, say cause is that, that, that. Yeah, because it's, it's supposed to show the entire. If it's not accurate, yeah. then it defeats the purpose of even having it. Well, so. the people who don't use Para, they say, I don't really need it. I can usually tell when the orders are going to have a payout or like they're good enough anyway. And if I get the hidden payout, it's great. And like, in those two examples, that's, that's a good example of like, those are orders I would have taken anyway. Um, oh yeah. yeah and I, there, I got one more piece of news. that's not really gig related at all. I just thought it was cool. So if you know who uh, Tim pool is, he's like one of the biggest uh, podcasters. Like he's kind of like Joe Rogan, but daily, you know, he just, he does shows just digesting the national and world news yeah. And uh, I follow him on Instagram, and he recently moved to um, West Virginia, and he built like a brand new compound, basically for all his like friends and uh, his news team and stuff. So he he posted a picture on Snapchat, and it says "new studio under construction," and I wrote, "There was nothing wrong with the old studio," and I put the clap emojis between each word, like just to be like. Totally, I thought like it would be totally sarcastic. Like it was obvious that it was sarcastic and silly, right? And then a few minutes later, I get a notification on my phone. It says Tim Pool replied or something, and I was like, "Oh my god, he replied to me!" And not, but he didn't reply to me in Instagram, like the feed. He actually messaged me, <laughs> and it says eight cameras, a new studio, real table, sit at snack bar and bathroom. So I thought that was so cool. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, to, to take or... the time to respond to, yeah. you know, and he, he couldn't. I mean, I look at that. I don't know how I would have looked at that message that you sent. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you trying to be snarky or are you not? Are I you think he I think he took it like he saw the hand clapping emojis and just read that as like, because um, that's like yeah. what AOC and those 
like woke cultist like t- yeah so he, 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 he tried to shut you down He's like listen i got eight cameras here there's a whole there's a whole situation over here buddy yeah and like <laughs> i i should and i wrote him back and i said oh i thought that i thought it was pretty obvious that i was being sarcastic and i, I should have just ended it with uh like a crying laughing emoji <laughs> or something you know but i don't it's know hard I, just, to do that I just thought that was really cool it. so it's hard it's, it's hard to dictate you know sarcasm over the internet sometimes by the way the people in the chat let us know how the audio sounds because uh last time like i think the first first episode my volume was too low and the second episode your volume was too low and hopefully yeah. it's hopefully it's on point so yeah uh let us know anyway on to the actual news so that the biggest probably the biggest news of the the week is the para app getting nerfed as you called it <laughs> by doordash yeah um, it's funny, like, we don't really have, like, a news story to, to bring up here, but I think it's, like, if you're in the gig two community, you've probably heard about this by now, so, uh, Hann- I've been talking for, like, ten minutes, Hannibal, you want to give the viewers the lowdown? Okay, so, it seems like this has been a problem for the last couple of days. I'm not sure, again, I wasn't dashing as much, uh, for last week, so, was it, it's been 48 hours, perhaps? Has it been longer than that in terms of the issues has been happening uh, well i noticed it on um, friday night so it's been yeah at least two days at least two days where you know, like i said the payouts are not being um, accurately shown so you can't see the total payout then some people are saying it's not working at all it's totally down then again some people are saying that it's working well for them so it seems like it's a regional market thing but it got to a point where it looked like something happened you know but we all trying to everyone was trying to figure out what happened What's going on? And then um, I came across that I came across a post on Facebook that kind of broke it down. But then also I saw UDM's video, and once I saw the UDM's video, I thought, oh, okay, this actually is probably the most likely reason what's going on. And the interesting thing about Para, uh, they had the Facebook group, and people were asking questions like, "Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on?" And they weren't necessarily answering it was like oh it's down it's down it's down maybe they, they didn't know what was going on at the time but they weren't really communicating exactly what he thought was going on so when uh, i saw that post and i saw what UDM put together i was like oh okay this is probably what's happening mm-hmm. and then again the reason why or how it's how they altered the app doordash it's a lot of nerdy kind of code you gotta know coding i don't know anything about coding you know each app has what millions and millions of lines of code but it looks like DoorDash was a- is able to hide the tips. Again, okay. I mean that's just simple. They, the Power had a, a method. DoorDash changed the game or changed their app the way it, it's structured to a point where Para cannot recover it or it's not accurate or, mm-hmm. like you said, the, the, when you showed your screenshots, it's not showing the total uh, payout. It's portion of it. So, uh, so that's you know that's what's happening. But then. What an hour now since well 45 minutes ago you showed me a video para has their own youtube channel and uh david and i think it was jeffrey they were talking and they're saying yet yeah, they finally kind of told us the official reason yeah or that's changed in fact app. uh i can play that for the <laughs> viewers it's only like two minutes yeah so yeah let's, let's do it for anybody who was who hasn't seen i mean they, well, they just david here well, that's at almost 3,000 views show. already. So let's cut to the chase. The service mm-hmm. hasn't been working for the last two days. We've spent pretty much the last two days nonstop digging into it. And what we've discovered is that DoorDash has made a change in the way that they send the tip information. 
So the first thing I want to make super clear, your account is safe, your info is safe, there won't be any effect for drivers, but until we figure this out, we are no longer able to show the hidden tip for the time being. So there are two things that we're going to do here. Firstly, we're going to dig into the updates and see what we can find. And if we, if we can't find anything, there's still things that we can do related to what the total order size is going to be. It's probably not going to be as accurate, but it will still give you some sense of what the hidden tip might be. Yeah, we believe that we should be able to predict with quite strong confidence whether a trip will have a large tip tied to it or not, using other info that we're still able to get around that trip. Over the next couple of days, we're going to make sure that this tip predictor is as polished as possible, and we're also going to work to include some other information and hopefully roll out a feature where we can suggest to you whether a trip is worth taking or not. Please bear with us. We're working as hard and as fast as we can to make this a reality quickly. Thanks, and we appreciate your patience as we work through this. At the end of the day, we still strongly believe that knowing what a trip will pay you is within your rights as an independent driver. This is something we stand strongly by, and this is a fight that we are going to continue to fight uh, because it just makes sense on principle. Uh, we would love your thoughts in terms of how we continue this. Is this something that we should take more public? How can we pressure DoorDash into, you know, just showing it themselves? We would love your thoughts and feedback. At the end of the day, this movement is about all of us. So together we need to decide where we want to go next with this. Thanks everyone for your patience and for continuing to be a part of this movement. This isn't a fight that we're going to step away from. We're going to make sure that you can continue to exercise your right to make an informed decision about when and where you work. Thank, Thank you. you. And, and together, together, let's get, get to transparency, transparency now. <laughs> All right. So they basically <laughs> said it in their own words. I, I read somewhere else that it's like the, the change was on Dwarish's end is that they're changing the tip from at the time when it's offered to the driver to after the driver accepts it. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, like I guess they could tweak para to be like, like after you accept it, it'll say, it'll say what the tip payout is. But at that point, it's it, kind yeah, of once you understand, yeah, then your completion rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mm -hmm. either you're gonna take a nose dive on your completion rate, or it's kind of moot because you already accepted the order anyway. Yeah, this uh, it, it, it seems like it's it's not going to be uh, it DoorDash effectively killed the full payout that you know. Yeah, it effectively killed that. So a tip predictor, suggester, like okay, so you know, I'm, I already know what may happen. All right, so they they have this new feature to come out, and if they're not accurate. People are going to complain. Mm -hmm. you, know, you Hey, you said that this was suggested for me to take, and it was still not as much as I would want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, they're just opening up another can of worms because they if you're just suggesting, that's not really – you won't ever know how much. So I think oh, – it feels like it's effectively been uh, killed. Yeah, unless they can, you know, hack the hack and bring back the tip uh, transparency, so – you know who 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 else? Y'all need some phone lines. Yeah. DoorDash dad has some things to say. Uh, you got your own <laughs> damn channel. You can you can rant and rave all you want. Yeah, I I think it's over. You know, man. I, I, just I think, think it's over. Um, well, this is the model that DoorDash wants. The model DoorDash wants to have is you do not know the full tip. You, I was gonna they, say you know, I think it's I think it's a little early to 
um, you know, jump to any conclusions. Let's, let's give it like at least a week or two here. Yeah. So <laughs> I forget who was saying, telling me, but, you know, uh, Bentley Coop made a video th- this week, said like RIP Para. And, and like, in I saw him on Instagram. He took a pitch. He took a screenshot of Tanner Markley's video that sa- that said, "Oh my God, is far is far down? Is this the end?" And he's like, "He's his Instagram. It said basically something like, I knew this would happen as soon as uh, as soon as I released my video or something.' I couldn't tell it like was if he weird was timing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he timing. is he being like? I can't tell like if he was being like sincere, like like because there's so many conspiracy theories when it comes to DoorDash and. Um, Bentley Coop. Like so many people think, like he's like on the DoorDash payroll, and I find that really difficult to believe. Um, yeah. It, like if yeah. why would DoorDash just contract out to some schmuck YouTuber who, it, who only? I mean, yeah, Bentley Coop is one of the biggest gig tubers, but right. a, a really really good video of his only still reaches like what ten thousand people total, and how many millions of DoorDash drivers are there? You know. Yeah, so. I mean, you kind of, I asked you, you know, maybe yesterday, you kind of shut that down. It makes sense. He probably does not have any inside information. I think no. DoorDash needed, how how long did tip transparency lasted? A month? Uh, technically, it was like months, a few months maybe? because I think uh, Para was around in like April or something. But yeah, Para was around, but I don't think they had the tip thing, um, the tip transparency feature um, at first. I think it kind of came in maybe a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. or later. So DoorDash, it just took them a few weeks to, you know, get probably, you know, the best coders in the world, obviously, the billion dollar company. Hey, shut, shut this thing down. So it does it does answer the question, will DoorDash just deactivate people? No, they'll just keep changing the app to stop whatever nonsense that they mm-hmm. deem, you know, uh, a detriment to their business model. So, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, Para may come out with something next week or next week. You know, DoorDash will just patch and that's what mm-hmm. that's what software is. You're just constantly patching, patching it. You're getting updates all the time. Sometimes you get updates you don't even know your phone is getting updated. So yeah. it it's a cat and mouse game. But if you're just trying to make money, you're trying to you know support your family. You you know you're going to have to not depend on these things or these little these you get you know programming situations. You got to find a way to you can consistently make money, yeah. Um, yeah. and not worry about the app i mean as long as doordash app is working you should be able to make money or if you if this is not working and you needed the tip you know whatever you needed and it's just not working then you need to find something else to do like waiting for power to kind of save us is just not realistic it's just kind of silly so yeah i know a lot of people are very very emotional and angry and and it makes sense you know talking about money is a very emotional thing for some for some people uh, even for me, I think that took time to kind of take your emotions away from it and just be really logical and rational. Like, hey, this is not working. Time to move on to something else. And not to just sit there and, you know, talk about lawsuits. Like, who are you going to sue? Mm-hmm. Like, some people are saying, like, oh, tap is, this app is down. Let's sue. Like, what? No, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Um, somebody in the chat saying, Torrance J Playlist. I believe in para. Be patient. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 on board the paratrain, so I'm hoping that they're yeah. gonna be able to figure it out. I mean, if they don't, it was fun while it lasted. There's still driver utility helper, which I mean, it's not quite the same, but it's still it's definitely a helper. And um, yeah, I I, I looked at. I am gonna be using I was, that. I was messing with it. 
Yeah, it's. I think it's just so you can kind of streamline your at least the auto decline, which I don't think it's altering anything or you're not, ch- ch- you know, changing anything. It's just instead of you pressing buttons that yeah. the app is doing it for you, which I think is great because then you can focus on Actually, driving or focus on other things. I think the developer Middleton Technologies, that's Gary Middleton that that does the uh, DUH app. I think I don't know if he's watching. I saw him at the beginning, so he might be watching. Maybe he can and can comment on that. But um, I, I mean, I think we covered everything para related. So unless unless I mean, so you know, para was doing trip tip transparency and DoorDash tweaked their code to make it pretty much unusable i mean i mean it's still a useful thing that when it comes in and it says the breakdown of the tip versus the base pay mm-hmm. so i mean i mean i guess that's really only useful like because it's funny seeing all those i had this huge screenshot maybe i'll do a, a montage someday of the doordash hall of shame of just all these no zero dollar tips mm-hmm. and i mean you can reasonably tell which ones don't have tips but it is like i i I would say we have reached the point where orders with tips make up are a minority of orders i I think it's probably like 60 40 no tip to tip what do you think i i i believe it's probably even more probably like 70 ish i mean it all depends on you like i said depends on the market but Everyone who has used Para, and if they use it for a while, it's not like you're getting new information every day. Eventually, like you should find a pattern. You should find it. Okay, what is working? I'm working the same amount of hours. What places that I'm going to that are giving me the tip that I like, or whatever the, the good payouts, where you take it and you, you have a good idea this is going to probably pan out. If you've mm-hmm. been doing, if you've been using Para for a while, then you kind of already know that. So. Just because the power that the app is gone doesn't necessarily mean that your ability to figure this out just goes out the window. Now, yeah. I think people just want to be certain. They want certainty. It's like I want to know what happened or what I'm getting. I don't want to guess. I don't want to play the the casinos. We call it Tony's Casino. You know, <laughs> my bills doesn't. You know, my bills have to be paid. I got to take care of my kids. I I, I don't want to play the game. <laughs> but unfortunately, this is what we are. Is the cards we've been dealt. This is what DoorDash is proposing. Hey, you can do this, but this is what's going to have. This is how we're going to run the show, and is either you're going to do it or not do it. So I still think it's still worth working for DoorDash, regardless regardless of this, because there's still money out there. It's just um, um inconvenience to yeah. be honest. I mean, that's that's you know the biggest thing I could come out of this situation. Uh. Middleton Technologies commented in the uh, chat. I don't know if you saw it. So uh, we do have one more um, DoorDash story, and this one was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Police officer delivers food after DoorDash driver arrested. I'm just gonna play yeah. this video. <laughs> I know Tanner covered this too. I love how the door says no trespassing and there's a cop knocking on their door. (laughs) (laughs) I deliver to a lot of neighborhoods like this. Is there a Sherry here? Mm. Can I talk to her? What'd she say? 
You don't have to get up. You're Sherry? Yes. All right, your DoorDash guy got arrested, so I brought your food to you. All right, thank you. You're awesome. All right, y'all have a good one. That was in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. So it says, uh, a Jonesboro police officer in Arkansas completed a DoorDash delivery after the original driver was arrested on June 30th. Uh, let's see. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just that. What was he? Uh, what, what was the arrest for? I guess he. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Pause, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The delivery driver who police identified as 22-year-old Justin Gist was arrested for not having valid car insurance and for driving on a suspended license. He also had a warrant for his arrest after failing to appear in court for a previous charge, according to the incident report. And these are this, this is classic, you know, people who do the the turds who do these jobs that make us look so much better. Yeah, you can tell DoorDash's um, a background check checker is doing great work. Is mm-hmm. it Checker? Does Lodas use Checker as well? Uh, I, I don't feel like everybody uses checker. uses checker. Yeah, Checker sucks. Like, I don't know what, you know, right? Like, what's going on? I guess this must be the cheapest option ever for anything. And it's well, like, I mean, unless you, know. you rack up those charges after the background check. Yeah. It so, is, oh. I just thought that was kind of a funny story. Like, just the. It's not really. It's not like. Really, I wanted to keep this show related to, like, gig industry news and uh when i was on the gig economy podcast last week they mm-hmm. kind of get into like more stories like this of like funny stories like viral videos and let, let, let me know in the chat and in the comments if you're watching the replay if you guys want to see us talk about like you know reddit posts and you know tiktok videos and things like that or if you want us to concentrate on like the you know real news so yeah free justin right he ain't <laughs> doing nothing wrong <laughs> i have no idea all right let, let's move on to the next um grubhub will use russian-made robots to deliver food on college campuses i saw like three or four different sites uh report about this is from the verge.com uh so it says grubhub and russian self-driving startup yandex are teaming up to use robots to deliver food on u.s college campuses it represents the latest deal that envisions hundreds of six-foot of six-wheeled self-driving robots that essentially act as roving lunchboxes in cities across the country. Uh, kick off this fall. Grubhub said the cost savings they'll get by... The problem is it doesn't really... Uh, like... So are, like... I think it's from, like, restaurants, like, within the college campus. Like, um, like a lot of real big universities, like, they'll have, like, a food court on campus... Like with McDonald's and like you know all kinds of fast food places and stuff like that. So I would assume that's like that's how this one is is working. It's just going from the food court to the dorms, not from you know Chuck's Chicken Shack five miles away. Did you see that story? Are you still there? Did we lose Hannibal? I think we lost Hannibal. Is the stream still going? Stream's still going. All right, well, we lost Hannibal. Hopefully he'll call back in a minute. Let me uh, message him. We lost you in the stream, in the Zoom. Oh, here he is. 
is the uh, unbelievable. This is what happens when you uh, stream without a net here. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I. I'm, I, I pick up the phone, call my wife. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I plugged something out. I was trying to do something. And I didn't plug. I'm sorry. I'm like, I just, all right. Jesus. <laughs> what was the last thing you saw? Uh, I don't know. You were laughing about something. And then I'm like, why you stop laughing? Hey, what's going on? What's and then like, I'm disconnected. <laughs> you saw the story about the Grubhub robot? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. No. Okay. Well, so... Grubhub is going to be using robots to deliver food on college campuses. And I'm assuming that it's going from like a lot of universe. I know like I went to university in Albany and they have like a huge food court there, like with actual fast food eateries inside the food court. So I'm assuming if somebody orders Grubhub, it's going from, you know, the college or university food court to the dorm. And I, I don't, I don't think it's coming from out of town onto the dorm. I, so like they did, I I read a few different stories about that and I think that's what one of them said. So I don't know. I thought I, I put that on my Facebook and I said, you know, you guys are always worried that robots are coming from our jobs. Here's literal proof of that. I've I never seen this personally, but I've heard that they they are dispatching in some places. I I think I I heard um, someone talking about it in either D.C. or I guess in that D.M.V. Uh, uh, Virginia area where mm-hmm. there is a a, you know, some kind of big, slow-moving robot thing, uh, RT like RT do to like that kind of like, mm-hmm. and it just it just goes down the street and it goes to people's houses or whatever. So, I guess for like small, like I said, campuses, that yeah. may work. You know, college campuses, insulated kind of environments. That yeah, you probably you're probably gonna have a few people, uh, you know, benefit from using the robots and it's not gonna help a dasher who works at the you know college campuses and make they make make their money doing that so mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable it's inevitable yeah i think it's i think we're still a long ways away before that's like mainstream like we're we're all replaced and it's also i'm also wondering like what about when there's especially like you're in new york a lot of those yeah. buildings are ancient they don't have elevators so what happens when somebody's on the second floor or higher How's a robot gonna climb stairs? You know, I thought I, I thought Amazon was experimenting with drones. Now I may have just made it up in my head, but I think there was some kind of yeah. But are they uh, gonna fly? Like, is somebody gonna reach out the window and grab a package, <laughs> or are they gonna fly seen, up the stairwell? You, right, Chad, have you seen the movie The Fifth Element? Uh, what? Well, yeah, like when it came out. In fact, I remember Bruce watching Willis. that at college. Yeah. In the beginning, the first season, or the first season, or the uh, first ten minutes, they're, they still, everything is everyone's flying and hovering everything. The guy was able to get coffee right from outside of his uh, house. Mm-hmm. What happened to the future? What happened to that kind of future? You know, the Jetsons type of thing. Like it's I, just, I'm, we're not there. Yet. I'm still a believer in it. I think a lot of that stuff's gonna happen in our lifetimes. I mean, it might towards the end of our lifetimes, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I guess we can move on to the next story. Uh, let's see. Why many Uber and Lyft drivers aren't coming back. This was on CNBC. After a dramatic decline in traveling this past year, people are ready to get moving again. In many cases, they're turning to rideshare. But companies like Uber and Lyft are struggling to bring drivers back to full speed, leading to longer wait times for customers and higher prices. There's a handful of factors at play when it comes to getting drivers back and convincing new ones to sign up. So this is there's a lot of uh, variables to this story. And I found another story. I think it was from the San Francisco Examiner where it said, People are outraged that 
um, prices for Uber and Lyfts are so expensive right now. And I'm like, yeah, well, leave it to San Francisco to not understand economics. Yeah, if, if nobody's doing the job, like it's just <laughs> supply and demand. So, and I yeah. saw, I don't know if you, uh, everybody out there, if you're like serious about gig work, subscribe to Harry Campbell, the rideshare guy. Go to rideshareguy.com, sign up for his newsletter. And he emails you almost every day. Um, so if you don't if you don't want to go to his website, he basically sends the website to you. And like he, somebody wrote, I don't think it was him, but it was like top ten reasons why Uber and Lyft drivers aren't coming back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, well, you've never been a rideshare driver, right? No, I haven't. Um, but I did. I did notice that there is an increase in the fares, which you know, even New York City, where I see cabs, I see Uber and Lyft drivers all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's not like a you you know you're on the road you see them and prices are still up. I think in the article it said forty percent. I would say yeah, because um I dropped my car off at the mechanic last week. You know, took the cab uh, back home, and it was a way more money than it usually is. Like if I ever you know did this in 2019 or 2000, you know what I mean. So it's definitely an uh, increase in fares, but it's also like there's other costs. It's it's gas prices are higher. Um, they less less drivers are on the road and uh, according to like the article a lot of the drivers do not like the current situation uh they're worried about covid they're they want more benefits they think working for uber and lyft isn't worth it i think a lot of people are reevaluating their lives right now they're like i've been doing this for this amount of time and you know 2020 hit and it's like do i want to do this anymore is it worth it? I could stay home if I'm still collecting uh, unemployment or I'm doing something else where I'm not putting myself in, uh, not to say a dangerous situation, but like, for instance, uh, you know, being a Uber driver in New York City, that's a very, it could be potentially dangerous. Uh, there's always something terrible happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, the a dude died. I was at Washington D.C. Two girls try to carjack him, and like one minute he's doing right here, next minute he's dead. Like, so it's it's so many different factors to a point where like, is it worth it? And even if Uber is you know doing a stimulus, was it 250 million stimulus, whatever, whatever, it's still not enough. And some people are still like, nah, I don't don't think this is worth it. So is it going to get any better? I don't think so. Not not during the summer, no. Well, I think the the main reason is because when Uber and Lyft came out, or especially Uber, because they were there first, but like rideshare was like pretty much the only gig in town, and it was I mean it's really easy. Like anybody was like I could just go drive people around in my own car. Like it's yeah, it's a very it's a very easy job, and uh, that and I think that's what attracts people to our line of work is that it is. I would say of all the gig work, like of well, of all the on-demand gig work, you know, like between rideshare driving and doing delivery or Instacart and stuff like that, I would say rideshare driving is definitely the easiest because you don't even have to get out of the car. Yeah. Um, all you gotta do is just drive and not crash, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But then you know, Instacart came out and DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats and all that stuff, and people were like, and especially for me, I started to realize I could make way more money driving way less miles and not having like into just having the whole car to myself and being able to play whatever music I want to listen to, whatever podcast I want to listen to. And it's just that delivery pays way more. And that I mean, if you think the average DoorDash customer is cheap, you've never met the average Uber or Lyft rider, <laughs> you know, uh, unless mm-hmm. you're driving like Friday, Saturday night. Um, 
you know, I, I used to work the morning shift where I was like there like 5 a.m. on a Monday. People aren't tipping at 5 a.m. on a Monday morning or even 5 p.m. when they're coming home from work unless they're just a really generous person. Like, I know it's like yeah. people that would tip are people like they're nine to fivers who like their car crashed or their car broke down and they just needed to get to work and they were just really grateful to get a ride. You know, like, like they don't use the service on a regular, but it's the people who take Uber and Lyft to and from work every day. They're not tipping. Or yeah. just cheapskates in general, which is a lot. So yeah, yeah. Actually, um, you brought, that's you brought up a good aren't... point. Go ahead. You brought up a good point that uh, so like we have even more competition with the food delivery platforms because many people who have done Uber move on and like you said, I get I, I don't run my car into the ground as much, and I am stay in my car. I don't have to worry about having a person I don't know in my car. And it does make sense of now we have even more people <laughs> to deal with in terms of DoorDash or Uber Eats because you got, you know, people who've done the ride share in the past. So that's also like more, you know, competition or more, I guess, saturation of the market because you have some people who, they and it, and it used to be outside for 12 hours. So especially in my, you know, my market in New York City, there's drivers, they, they do 12 hour shifts easy. So if they could say I could do DoorDash for 12 hours. And I deal with you know, like random people, play what music I want. I could be on the phone, hang out, kind of just talk to people. That may be a better gig job to do. So um, I hope it changes because, you know, Uber, Lyft, I think they are necessary. I know there's some cities, some states, some countries do not want them around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still very convenient. I just got to treat the drivers better. We got to figure out how to do that. And, yeah. you know. Well, and that's the thing is like, if, if Uber or Lyft asked me what it would take for me to come back to being a, a rideshare driver, I'd be like, well, you'd have to pay me like probably double or triple or more of what you were paying me before. Cause I like when I was doing Uber and Lyft full time, which was only like a few months, I realized I was like, I was getting making like 50 cents a mile. So I, like to make a hundred bucks a day, I'd have to drive like 200 miles. And that's, like with Instacart today, I drew, I made like 140 bucks and I drove 60 miles. So right. unless they're gonna raise the rate to like a buck a mile or a buck fifty a mile, you know, like I have, would have no interest in doing rideshare. And then, um, even then, you know, it's that would still be a gamble because I mean it would have to be enough that it would be enough to just drive people around without having to rely on tips. I will say like. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of the difference between rideshare and delivery driving is that with rideshare you kind of go in like I kind of approach that like uh, an hourly job because mm-hmm. like I was getting so few tips or getting you know tips account for like you know a lot less of your earnings on rideshare driving than they do with delivery driving which is like it's usually about fifty fifty between tip and base pay or whatever right 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 so but it, like also with delivery driving is that you have the freedom to only choose batches or orders that have the tip, you know, you don't have mm-hmm. that option with rideshare. Yeah. I did not know that until, yeah, I you know, talked to someone. I'm like, that's, and then your insurance is, you know, again, depends on your market insurance. I'm sure for, to do rideshare in New York city, the insurance must be ridiculous because we're all, you know, New York city, we're all crashing into each other. Like, accidents are happening all the time so <laughs> if you're driving yeah I mean, you're driving in brooklyn your your people are parking in the middle of the street like we we don't care we don't care about each other but i'm just a warning so you have to pay insurance on top of that so you know and then the whole COVID thing um what's 
Uber Pool is not a thing. So I'm wondering people who are make who are probably doing well doing Uber Pool can't do that anymore because you know COVID or whatever. So you're just mm-hmm. doing Uber X or the other thing. So like you said, you don't want to rely on tips. And that's where we we're stuck on right now with all these platforms. Where we don't want to work for tips, but that's how this system is structured. Where to make a decent living, you have to it's, the person has to tip you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Base yeah, it, pay is not going to cover your bills. Well, and that's what I was getting to is that if like if we were so either you have to fester a culture of or foster a culture, not fester a culture. You have to foster a culture of where people are generous tippers or just tippers at all. Right. And I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, I like tipping is a really an American thing. If you've ever been to a lot of other countries, like tipping is, it's just something they don't do because like out, like bartenders and waiters and, and people like that, taxi drivers, they'll just get paid an hourly wage. Yeah. And like in America, it's, they, I mean, they do get paid an hourly wage, but it's like, you know, very, very little. It's like most of the, their, salaries coming from tips and it also mm-hmm. it allows the either the you know the service provider or you know the seller the merchant to keep the cost low because they're saving on labor because they're they're basically you know pushing the labor costs onto the customer yeah yeah and it's yeah. funny because like i i've read a lot of articles and studies about that where it's like so like you go to a restaurant you know like applebee's some or something like that or even just a mom and pop's place not a fast food place and so it's like you know the cost of a hamburger you know with fries and all that is or you know it's any or you know just your your average entree is like you know 10 15 dollars then you realize you're gonna have to pay additional well plus you gotta get drinks plus Mm -hmm. tip but it's like what would you even if it's like the exact same thing kind of like with it's like the uh, the Drake meme of like nah yeah you know so it's like <laughs> you know um, twenty dollars total nah fifteen dollars plus five dollar tip yeah even though it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah you know? it's psychology yeah I, I I definitely see like yeah New York or oh, New York America's system of tipping is very different than and others and and also just people who tip more usually will they have more resources so mm-hmm. i think uh boomers i don't know i call it boomers whatever mm-hmm. um i think they tip more than millennials i think i read that somewhere if yeah. i'm wrong well, plus, but i think they grew up with that culture too yeah so and millennials are still struggling just to get by you know like they don't have a home yet they're not having mm-hmm. all these you don't have you know that because that's how true wealth creation kind of comes when you're able to have property you have that's how you start and and if the average millennial is still struggling to get a home, mm-hmm. they're still doing, you know, working all these hours. You know, they may not think of, they, again, a lot of people still have ignorance and think a DoorDash driver is just making bank or Uber each driver is just making bank. And like, oh, I don't need a tip. They, uh, Uber Eats is a billion dollar company. They're taking care of them. No, they're not. They're not taking yeah. care of the driver. They're not taking care of the delivery and, driver. And so. California really didn't help with AB5 because, and I think even before that, because AB five basically turned us into hourly employees, and then well, then there was Prop twenty two, and um, yeah. but so I think like I think we should have a whole separate podcast about that. I like to do a roundtable, get two or three other people in here, and yeah, do definitely. have a subject, a discussion on why is it you what why do you think people don't tip like like I said earlier, I think the majority of 
DoorDash customers and and in my experience, Uber Eats customers and even Instacart customers either don't tip at all or are just really, really cheap tippers. And it's like, where does that come from? You know, and like, is there anything we can do to rectify it? So, yeah, yeah, we definitely, yeah, I, th- we should I definitely think we do a whole show on that. I agree. You should definitely do that. Anyway, so it's not even a soapbox. It's like a philosophical pontificating. Uh, we got any more stories? <laughs> Here's a little fluff piece. Grubhub just revealed its 10 most popular food orders this year, which I don't, why would they announce that in the middle of the summer? Shouldn't that be like, you know, around Christmas or something? But yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm just going to read this. If you're watching the video, you can see. Top foods of 2021. We're only halfway through. Number one, plant-based sausage wrap. Number two, Ugh. bubble milk tea. Number three, Biera mm. taco. Number like four, everything omelet. Number mm. five, strawberry banana cream smoothie. Uh, okay. Six, Plant. spicy miso tonkoso ramen. I love ramen. Yeah. I'm all about that. Then uh, churro waffle. Then that beef, good. beef empanada, Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and Korean barbecue cauliflower wing. Ooh. So it so it that's not so that's not meat, right? Um, barbecue cauliflower. No, it, I wonder. But they don't show a picture or anything. It just it's just a, a list. But yeah, uh, you know, the interesting thing. I, I realize that too. Like a lot of the fake meat, if I go, you know, if I'm dashing on Grubhub and I see a restaurant that's that they're, you know, picking out, I'm picking up that order. Usually, I don't know if it's this vegans tip tip well. I may be just making that up right now as I'm just talking about it. But usually, that crap that I would never eat because I like meat. But people who order that usually tip pretty well, and the payouts <laughs> are usually pretty decent. I don't know. I don't know if that's from your experience. What do you think? Like when well, you go to a vegan restaurant, is that usually a good payout? I've never been to a vegan restaurant, but doing Instacart, I noticed that with the people who only order like all organic produce and vegan food and stuff like that, it's because mm-hmm. that stuff's more expensive. Yeah, so exactly. they have yeah. the disposable income to spend on organic food and vegan food. Um, like they're they're already pretty well off. There's not too many people on food stamps eating uh uh you know tofu and stuff. You know. Yeah. Although yeah. I I will get. The Beyond Burger and the the uh, like the stuff the fake meat stuff when it's on sale. In fact, I Publix they have like it, those Beyond Burgers. They come in two packs for like five six bucks. Do so they like, taste good though. Do they taste good? Yeah, they, they taste they taste yeah. they taste good. They I mean they don't okay. taste. Uh, it's, it's not the same, but it yeah. doesn't it doesn't taste like um, how veggie burgers from like. 10 20 years ago used to taste um, or just like they, all... they, they're they're getting there they're getting it right or at least they're yeah. getting or even it like the uh like the earth origins like the um the there's there's there are like other veggie but like they're like the, well they're not marketed as like fake or they're not they're mar- like they're marketed as veggie burgers they're right. not marketed as you know meat replacement or whatever or okay. you know something like that but so right. i mean those are I, to me, they're like a snack, or you know, I would ha- like I I wouldn't buy those regularly. Oh, right. I, t- I could never go I'll... vegan because all that food to me is like not not good. It's just man, it, well, they have a very low variety, and it's like I, yeah, I can only whole... eat a salad like so many times, you know. <laughs> well, eating healthy is not going to be as great life in terms of eating compared to eating the crap that we'd like to eat. Yeah. The one thing 
that I did try that I like, but it's still not healthy, but sort of is pizza. But instead of using the dough, like regular dough, they use cauliflower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dough. I actually, no, I actually, but you're still putting cheese and crap on it. But yeah, you eat that. It like it tastes like a pizza. Like it's not I don't it's not that big of a difference. So that's the only thing that I've tried. Like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely do that on a regular basis. I get to. Uh... Yeah, the cauliflower pizza. Um, yeah, yeah. At the, uh, I get they come in three packs, like single serve little, you know, what, eight or ten inch pizzas. Um, I get they come in three packs, and I get them at BJ's, the you know the wholesale uh, store. I think it's like ten or twelve. They have coupons for them a lot, so whenever they have yeah. a deal, I'll usually get get those. And then like I'll throw pepperoni on them and mushrooms and stuff. Yo, dude, we should just do a, a show about food. Yeah. Oh, shout out, shout out to Gig Life. He talking about uh, wait, Beyond Burger. Yep. And uh, Jacqueline Taylor is here. It, that she cracks me up because her first name is in all caps, so it's like she's yelling, Jacqueline <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> I wonder if Pedro and uh, DoorDash Dad are still watching, or if they're doing their own stream. Mm. Well, yeah, my um, kid buys that, but he. He vegan one day, then next day meat eater. Uh, yeah, call it, yeah. There's a uh, there's a, a podcast you might want to check out. It's called Mike Delivers. It's an audio only podcast. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but um, hmm. so it's like a husband and wife, and he's an Uber Eats driver in New Jersey, and he does like two shows a week, and it's like I think the Monday show is like him talking about basically the same stuff we're talking about, and then hmm. on Thursday it's him and his wife just talking about food. So yeah, check out Mike. I love, delivers. I love, I love listening about food. I like mm. watching people talk about food. Like I like, I, I'm all about that. So I'm about to check that out. I'm gonna try to get him on my uh, interview show. Nice, so, nice. Uh, let's see. I think we got. Oh, we got one more story. This was actually this was pretty big news. Instacart hires Facebook executive as new CEO ahead of expected IPO. Instacart has appointed Facebook executive. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's spelled F I D J I, Fidji. But I think she's French. I fo- I followed her on uh, Twitter. By the way, I'm on Twitter now. I'm at Gig Chad. I think you have to get a certain number of followers before you can change your name. But um, okay. I think she's French. I think she's from France. Um, That's where French people are from. Yeah. Well, French. You know, Montreal. <laughs> French Canadian. Oh, well, yeah. And even Could parts be. of New, New Orleans. And uh, a lot of uh, African countries, are, are uh, they speak French there. Or, like, they speak um, English, but they have a French accent. Like, uh, my downstairs neighbor is from Trinidad, and they speak English there, but it's, like, English with, like, a French accent. That's ha- Haiti. The, Creole, like that the Creole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, in terms of uh, this this uh, CEO, uh, new, newly minted CEO, I, you know, I guess it's kind of like one of those stories where you just have to wait to see it. I would say my gut tells me uh, not so good, not so great mm-hmm. in terms of how Facebook runs their business and runs the algorithm, the way they run that, that platform where you're getting, you know, it's funny. I got hit with this post wasn't deemed whatever, whatever, Violet, like five years after I posted it. <laughs> like it was something it was actually i'll tell you exactly what it was about it was uh karen's uh i think i talked to you about this a karen's gone wild a karen's with attitude but it had like the um the rapper group nwa's uh album kind of look <laughs> where just the, the four rappers are kind of looking at the camera looking down so it was like a bunch of karen's looking down and it said karen's with attitude 
and that was that was years ago because you know that's when karen's the meme first kind of came out right and and facebook sent me a message like recently about that post and i'm like dude that was five six years. like wh- what and it was like it's it was hateful language it was a really weird explanation i guess i didn't care because i don't use facebook as much as i used to but i'm wondering right now where there's still a lot of problems with in, um, instacart with algorithm and some people complaining about shadow ba- being shadow banned if they have a one bad rating so like is this going to help i you know i don't know i mean i'm not a i'm not a i don't use instacart all the time so i, I don't know what you think like what you think this is going to be a good thing bad thing same well, I read somewhere that Instacart has been poaching a lot of Facebook execs and, you know, just other engineers and stuff. I don't know why people are going from Facebook to Instacart, but I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't think either of us are a fan. I don't think anybody to the right of Bernie Sanders is a fan of big tech. Actually, I think like everybody hates big tech for some reason. Yeah. I think everyone but, hates them for different reasons. Yeah. Like they're like, you're not, you, some people not think they're not doing enough yeah, to stop yeah. stuff. And it's something like you're doing way too much. It, yeah, exactly. You can't make anyone happy. Yeah. But, um, but I, I, yeah. I shared that story on one of my Instagram or Instacart Facebook groups. And I, yeah. I took that classic Simpsons me and I said, I, for one, welcome our big tech overlords. <laughs> It'll be nice to complain about a woman for a change. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, like, what what exactly, what, I mean, I guess they're bringing their expertise of, like I said, the big tech into Instacart, which Instacart is kind of already big tech, right, in terms of how successful they currently are. Yeah. So, like, what, what, what are they going to bring differently? That's going to make things better for well, let's, you know, the shoppers or the customers. Or let's the read the uh, the story here. Um, it's funny they pivot to like controversy about Instacart and stuff. And um, Fiji, I'm immensely. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce her name. Immensely grateful for the impact you've had on Facebook for ten years. Uh, I said there's a bunch of stories about this, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and it's just kind of like right right now they're just kind of in a like he hasn't fully transferred the um, CEO duties to her yet. I think they're okay. still a few weeks out, but um, I don't I don't know that she's gonna do anything noticeably different. But um, like I said, it's just kind of interesting. I I, I the only thing I fear is that. My, there we go. Um, I think I think Instacart might get might be getting even more woke, if that's possible. Mm. I've seen them. Well, it's it's possible they could do a little bit of both. Where in terms of okay, because it, it, beginning of the article said about the IPO. I, th- I, I thought mm. they were already on there, but I guess they're not. Um, you put someone that investors can trust, right? So. You tap uh, a really high uh, Facebook exec to head your company, mm-hmm. looks good. It's like okay, Facebook is pretty successful. Uh, Instacart bringing in, like I said, a lot of Facebook people who kind of understand how to generate this and monetize this, you know, behemoth. It, it will help because in terms of, I, I would assume Instacart uh, IPO is going to be pretty high. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe, like you said, maybe to have a little bit of the woke stuff too. But I, I think they're positioning themselves as, hey, listen, invest in our company because. We got people who already done this and been there before, you know, coming, you know, pour billions of dollars into this thing. 
I would be a little skeptical, though, of, like, what does a Facebook exec know? Because, like, that's social media, and they're not really selling products and services, yeah. but, like, Instacart actually is something, like, tangible, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's a yeah. totally different... Like, Instacart has all these independent contractors, and Facebook only has employees. So I, yeah. I, I don't get the... You know how one has anything to do with the other, other than well, just that it's with, big tech. With her, I think she her specialty is uh, mobile technology. I, I, th- mm-hmm. I think I saw that. So, I mean, that helps. I don't get it. I don't know how much problems Instacart has with their mobile situation, but that's the only connection. I, yeah, the only connection I see like mm-hmm. that. Will that help Instacart grow? Well, I guess time will tell. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think that was about it for the news. There was a few other items. Uh, just, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. So, and like we covered the actual news within the gig tube world with para. Um, yeah. trying to think like what else? Oh, Joe Gig hit a thousand subscribers, so con- yeah, and and uh, and Valdestad's voice hit a thousand subscribers yeah. too. So congrats well, to those you, guys. Yeah, man. You think if he hits ten thousand, he'll show his face? <laughs> <laughs> he should. Uh, did you see that thing I posted today? It said, "I bet this is what he looks like," and it was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Egon from Ghostbusters, an angry video game nerd," and. Uh, he reminds me more of like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> there was a, there was somebody else who I was trying to think of, who remind, and I just couldn't remember it. But you get to think of like some famous, maybe like comic book guy from The Simpsons, or you know somebody like that. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, congratulations to him. He definitely yeah. deserves it. Joe Gig hit a thousand. Um, trying to think, any other uh, news that's. Anybody in the if anybody still watching in the live chat, let us know. Oh, you got you got ten you got was it ten people watching? Hmm. That's a high, isn't it? Or it was more before. I don't know because we are, our live stream keeps going up and down. So <laughs> who knows? Yo, I get kicked off or my camera yeah. doesn't work. Eventually, we're gonna get it together. We're gonna get it together. I'm gonna tell my wife to leave the house until I'm fin- finished. Hmm. I'll do that next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess this is probably a good place to wrap. The only news that I have is that, like I said, I got I'm on Twitter now, at Gig Chad. And okay. uh, don't, don't get any don't get any Twitter beefs, man. I already started arguing with somebody. There's there's a dude on there. <laughs> there's a dude on there called the DoorDash Master, and oh. I used to follow him on um, on Instagram too. Oops. Don't be starting beefs, man. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think if you're gonna self-apply the the term master, I think uh, I think, I think he you sells should a have like you know. Too. I think he sells yeah, a course on Gumroad. all these. Yeah, there's all these people. <laughs> Anybody can just make a course and sell it. You know. I actually, I, this is an idea. I'm gonna run it by DoorDash you Master. Because... 930 followers. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna call yourself a master, <laughs> you should have like at least ten thousand, if not a hundred thousand followers. You know, you, you know, uh, your driver Mike has a uh, a course cost one hundred and seven dollars. I actually was interested. I was I was gonna do a whole video about. It. I'm gonna buy yeah. the course and look it, through it and see if it's worth this hundred seven dollars. Harry Campbell, the rideshare guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. What would you need a course for? The... Uh, it's more about like you know, like 
the ultimate guide to rideshare driving or they they really they basically just take all the stuff that's in the video I, i'm guessing they basically just take all the stuff that's in the videos yeah. and just put it into like a textbook style format or it might even just be video course yeah and i think i had thought about doing that yeah i think i thought about like lynda.com or um skillshare.com like contacting them and like making a course quote-unquote about mm. how to be an Instacart shopper or something like that, but I don't know. I just rather like it's. I don't know. That it seems kind of sketch to me. It's like borderline, um, you know, snake oil type stuff. Well, like I, just I, if the information is already on YouTube, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know why anybody would pay when you can get it for free on YouTube, and I don't know. You know, but you know, I don't hate on capitalism, man. I'm there are all these. I, I doubt anyone is watching this right now. Like, but I was gonna say, if you're new to gig to gig world, it, there is no one size fits all solution. That's the thing about all of our channels is that we show like what works for us. So unless you're me, you know, like even yeah. I've said this another times. It's like you could live in the apartment below me, and you would still have this a very different experience or a slightly yeah. different experience on all yeah. the apps. I mean, it just depends on your personality. A lot the, of it depends the, the, on the, luck. Yeah. On the what orders change, you get. The apps are different. Sometimes right next to, cause there's, there's people who, like, you know, who made videos like, Hey, I use DoorDash and this person's right next to me. <laughs> yep. And yeah. the experience is totally different. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's not, it, you gotta really put the effort in and custom mm -hmm. your strategy to you and your situation. Yeah. The only real one size fits all type is just more like the customer service type aspects. Right. And um, like with, with Instacart and, sh you know, Ship Corner Shop, like the actual strategies of in, like knowing how to shop and like, you know, um, like load, even like loading your carts and loading your yeah. car, things like that, yeah. you know? So, yeah. The way, and I'm assuming the way that the, the grocery stores are laid out, they're kind of not necessarily always similar, but they kind of have the same yeah. kind of dynamic of where they put things when, when you walk into the, to the store to compare to, you know, going all the way to the end, other end of the store. I know I had this dream about, um, like doing a tour up and down the East coast th this summer and like meeting other gig tubers along the way and like doing like challenges against them, like see who could make the most money, you know, um, or just to like, to do Instacart, especially Instacart, because of all the gigs, that would be the most different because different, like, chains have wildly... Like, even in the same city, like, the Walmart here compared to, like, the Publix, um, like, the way that stores laid out, or even, like, you know, Whole Foods or Sprouts or one of those types of stores, yeah. the layout of the store is, like, so different from, like, a conventional supermarket. Mm -hmm. And then, like, even bulk stores, um, you know, so... And, and like to just go like when I watch, it, it's nice watching like you know Gig Life and, um, uh, you know other Instacart shoppers from around the country and like you see them shopping in stores. I'm like, wow, they got everything so much different than what it is here, you know? Yeah, man. I'd be like, I think there's a, there's kind of a a basic, um, like the way that stores are arranged is that use there definitely is. Like usually the rice is going to be in the same aisle as the pasta and the cereal is going to be in the same aisle as like, um, you know, coffee and, you know, any other breakfast food and things like that. Yeah. But, so. 
anyway, uh, you got anything to plug? I know you, you released like what three or four videos this week. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Again, I'm I'm, I'm at home with dogs. So I got nothing going <laughs> on. So yeah, just yeah, just check out some videos. I mean, it's mostly power related. So if you already know about it, it's nothing much there. Um, hopefully that the next couple week or uh, next upcoming week i get to do some dashing and go outside for once it's been raining also dealing with the dog so yeah you'll see more at least at least ideas of what's going on with actual dashing and grub hubbing mm -hmm. that's why i call it grub hubbing <laughs> yeah and oh so i was on like i said i was on the gig economy podcast on wednesday they live stream it on wednesday night and so you can you can watch a replay or like if you subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your pods, um, search for the Gear Economy podcast. They, because they like they live stream it on Wednesday and then they release the audio the following Monday morning. So if you want to download the audio, that'll be out tomorrow morning. Um, and I also I'm doing the Chad's Charity Challenge for American Cancer Society. The challenge is if you're a gig tuber or just a gig worker, even if you're not like me or Hannibal or DoorDash Dad or any of those guys, um, you know, just you got a phone, right? Just fire up your live stream and do a tour of your gig mobile. Um, I ha I made one, uh, Kim, um, Tanner Markley and uh, gig mom, uh, have all participated so far. So if you want to get an idea of like how to make the video, just watch one of those. There's a playlist on my channel with all the participants. For everybody that participates, I'm going to donate $10 in her name to American cancer society. And uh, I'm hoping to get a hundred entries because a hundred times ten would be a thousand dollars. So, um, yeah. So check that out. I'm hoping Hannibal will will participate. There's a I video will. for you right there. I will. You got you got you got ten dollars right here. Don't okay, worry. sweet. I know. Yeah, actually, I noticed that you uh, donated on my Facebook. So uh, thanks for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, already, I guess I don't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna still do it. <laughs> I said, well, I'm doing that. I'm doing the. The American the American Cancer Society is having, I guess they always have this. I just never noticed. Like I just saw them on Facebook ads one day, mm. and uh, it said the you know, American Cancer Society twenty five push ups a day challenge, and it said like click here to sign up, and it's like you don't have to pay anything, you know. It's just a challenge. It's just your own personal challenge. And I was like, yeah, I can right, do twenty five right, right, push ups a day, and yeah. so yeah, I've been doing that. It's basically the first thing I do when I get up in the morning. You know, I have like a little checklist of all the stuff I have to do. And yeah. so before I even, well, actually, so after, you know, I get dressed and, and all that stuff, you know, I'll, um, you know, drink some water and then nice. do a little stretching and then knock out 25 push-ups. I'm trying to do a variety of them. Like most people I bet are just doing standard push-ups, but yeah. there's so many different push-ups other than this. Like this is you just your, you, you do the clap ones. There's wide, uh, well, I probably wouldn't do those <laughs> for a challenge. Yeah. There's the plyo push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Like the there's the the tricep push-ups or military push-ups where your arms are like this. Mm. Um, there's like diamonds where or oh yeah, yeah, do yeah it like yeah, here. Yeah. There's a Spider-Man one where you're like you bring uh, one arm like your arm and your knee together. Chad, so, you got you got to make a video about the these. Oh, I'm I'm recording myself every day. So in August, uh, you'll see a montage of me oh, doing okay. like 775 push-ups in five minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up here. I hope everybody has a great Sunday night. Has a great thank week. You for, thank you for sitting back and watching, guys. Mm -hmm. you, got, you got a good amount of people coming in. That's, you know, yep. I do it. have a uh, another interview with another gig tuber lined up for Wednesday night. I'm not going to release that probably okay. until tomorrow or Tuesday. 
like the the preview or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, I'm flying up to New York, upstate New York, where my family is. I'm flying up there first thing Thursday morning, and I'm so I'm gonna be there from Thursday to Sunday. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only there for a few days, but um, I don't see any reason and. Because I'm gonna be back on Sunday morning, so we should still be able to do the show okay, uh, cool. next Sunday. If there's anything to talk about, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> all I'm right, sure there'll be something to talk about. If you watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. See you. All right, bye. How do you end this thing? End stream. Oh, is a uh, DoorDash?